0: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. We are excited to be recording today with a guest, someone that we love so, so much, who recently started a new podcast called The Encourage Project, Amy Fairchild. So today we're going to be jumping into how we can actually take on our dreams and work them into reality, which is something that we're really passionate about because when we talk about human design, it really is a tool that's here to empower us and support us to know that we have everything we need to live the life of our dreams and to really go for the things that we want and believe in and to feel purposeful and to live out our dreams and visions in this world. And um, really human design, we see it as being one of the most transformational modalities that we've ever come across. However, it's also extremely detailed. There's so much information and there's so much that you can learn and you can go on and on forever. And, uh, the further you go and more information you have, it doesn't necessarily equate to you being able to put it into practice. That part is really up to you. And that part really is kind of like your daily spiritual practice, if you will, of honoring yourself and choosing to be in alignment and choosing to believe in yourself because you know who you are and you trust and believe that you have everything you need in order to be the person that you're meant to be in this lifetime. So um, today we're going to talk about this, this, uh, idea that Amy has created about a human project and, um, being able to kind of work that into reality in a practical way. And also with believing in yourself and feeling encouraged. Um, but before we do, I just want to say that, um, For all of our listeners that have come this way with us, we know that you guys are super into the information like us, and we know that you're like nerding out on human design and wanting to know all the things and all the little facets and all the gates and all the channels, and we feel you and resonate because that's how we are. Um, But we want to say if you're feeling this energy of kind of being stuck, like I've come so far with human design and I know so much, but I still feel like. I'm on the precipice of change, but something hasn't really clicked in for me yet. um, Then we want to encourage you to do an experiment and to really focus in on your strategy for one week. And so I encourage you to like, think of this as like a crash course experiment. And as much as you can in that, in this one week, dedicating yourself to every moment of every day, as much as you can, leaning into your strategy. So what would that kind of look like for all the different types?
1: Yeah. So if you are a generator or manifesting generator, we want to encourage you for one week or two weeks or a month to really decide, okay, every single moment from when I wake up to when I go to bed, I'm going to ask my body, what is in front of me right now? And how does my body feel about it? Does my body feel expansive? Like it has energy to pour into this thing, or does my body have the tiniest bit of exhaustion or contraction really checking in and, and saying, can I listen right now? And even if you're in a place that you can't listen because you're doing something that you have to be doing, just having the awareness that this thing that you have to do every day is a no for your body. That makes all the difference. Because then you have awareness of how you're using your energy each day. And that's the first step to getting out of any rut that you're in. Is that awareness? Um, If you're a projector, it's really asking yourself each and every day for um, an amount of time. What fascinates me today? What do I want to dive into today and learn about or read about or talk about um, or build? and letting yourself just dive into yourself and those fascinations versus trying to reach out and go get all the things and put yourself out there in a way that feels against the grain for yourself. Um, I want to encourage you to just come back to yourself and what fascinates me today. And then for manifestors, You're going to be so shocked here, but (laughs) inform, talk, 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 really set an amount of time and say every thought that comes into my head, I'm going to say out loud. Mm -hmm. And if that's hard for you to do, start with just saying out loud an intention every morning or something that you're grateful for at night, out loud, work your voice into your daily practices, whether that's meditation or yoga, um, and really.
0: Oh, sorry. And to be clear manifestors, you're not just telling the people in your life, these things that you're thinking, you're also telling the universe. You're saying out loud, this is what I feel. This is what I envision. This is what I'm experiencing right now that I need help with or support with, or, you know, really knowing that when you're talking out loud, like talking to yourself in quotes, you're talking to the universe and you are literally manifesting those things into reality and you're practicing informing.
1: Yes. So literally for one month, that's what I really encourage you to do Mm -hmm. is to say everything out loud, even if that's, I don't feel like saying anything out loud right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's informing. So really leaning into that. And then for reflectors, I want to encourage you every single day to take note of how you're feeling that day, write it down in a journal and um, allow yourself to change every day, but to, to notice it, to notice, okay, on the 16th, I'm feeling like this. And then on the 17th, I'm feeling like this. And I had these interactions and these connections and really starting to notice how you change and flow you personally throughout the month. So that way you can look back and reflect on how you change and Mm -hmm. moving forward. You can, it can be easier to flow without so much attachment. Mm -hmm. So Really these integrations of your strategy is the practice of human design. And it is the thing that literally changes your life in a month Mm -hmm. or in two months or Mm -hmm. how it's, it's all dependent on how much you put into it is how much you're going to get out of it. And that's so cliche, but it is so true. Yeah. And that's why all the time we say, be a dive in bitch, like literally because (laughs) it's all about relentlessly diving in and having awareness every single day when you wake up, what is my strategy again? Oh yeah. Okay. Let me do this. So I even forget. So does Dana. So, you know, it's totally normal to be wrapped up in life and to be doing things. But even today, this morning was my first time in a few weeks where I didn't have something planned and I just was so tired. I didn't want to do anything. But then I literally just asked myself, "What fascinates me today?" And the answer was burning incense, <laughs> which I never <laughs> do in my house. I never do that in my house. And standing on my yoga mat, not doing yoga, but just standing there with my feet connecting on the ground, like it fascinated me to feel my connection to the earth. And I haven't had like I can do that motion. I can do that um ritual that I have. But when it comes from a place of awareness of what fascinates me, Mm -hmm. that's when it feels magnetic and it attracts things to me that are abundant and creative and flowing. So again, your awareness, not just your physical practices, your awareness is your key to
0: really honoring your energy and showing up for yourself every day. That's so funny because this morning, I mean, where we work together, so we have the same things on our calendar. (laughs) I had that open space this morning too. And I thought, what fascinates me? Because I'm like feeling stuck and drained and tired and like, I need to come back to that flowing self that I am. And I literally went on this rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos of Ra Aruhu talking about his encounter with the voice, like when he actually downloaded human design. And like, I went on this whole thing. I was so fascinated. And then I had to eat breakfast and I didn't even want to eat breakfast because I wanted to finish this YouTube video. And (laughs) after that feeling of diving into what fascinates me, I was feeling like back, like back to me, back to myself, inspired, ready to go. So it literally, it literally is like, we have this choice. Anytime you're feeling that stuck energy, you can either stay in it and just be stuck, or you can go to your mind and go to your conditioning and say, what should I be doing right now to get unstuck? Or you can say, this is who I am. And this is what helps me as an individual. And that is who I'm committed to myself, my true self and diving into that. So we really just wanted to say that and spell it out for you guys, for anyone who needed to hear this, cause this is something we needed to hear today. Um, so really knowing like what does it mean to actually change your life? What does it mean to actually show up for yourself and how do you do that based on who you are as a unique person? So with all of that, um we're excited to kind of jump into this conversation with literally one of our favorite people in the entire world um so welcome onto the show amy fairchild of the encourage project welcome how are you today thank you thank you i'm so excited to
2: be here as you guys were talking i'm just nodding my head the whole time going (laughs) yes yes and yes and yes it's amazing and i'm so excited uh i think the world of you both and i was telling you before we started that this is the highlight of my day so i can't
0: wait oh awesome well we we are so grateful that our paths kind of crossed because you're someone who really inspires us your energy the way that we've seen you apply human design to your life and commit to yourself your true self and to commit to your dreams and to show up for yourself and to be brave um we feel really grateful that we've gotten just to witness you as friends kind of going down this path so if you could introduce yourself to our audience like what do you what do you do and what are you about all the things that you have going on Sure. Um, I am.
2: I'm just a girl, <laughs> just a girl that did some stuff, <laughs> and, and I. I literally had a dream uh, back in February around a, a change that's been rather material in my life, and uh, I had a dream that said, you, you know, uh, you need to start a podcast, and. The Encourage Project came out of that, that dream that I had back in February. And it's the culmination of, of a career in project and program management in the corporate space that spans you know a couple decades. I'm old. And <laughs> and combines that with my life's purpose, something that I discovered when I was 19. And to be able to have that come up and not know what to do with it, was one of the things that led me down the path of human design. Frankly, I was searching for a way to bring something to fruition, and I didn't know how, and I didn't know, um, you know, whether or not it was I was going crazy or whether or not it was meant to be. And following a, a friend's suggestion, and then reading a book, and then doing this, and then meeting you guys, which was one of the most beautiful moments of my whole life, frankly, was working with you and meeting you guys um, is really has what brought the the Encourage Project to light. Um, I, I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I have a, a sweet little cat named Whitey Malone and <laughs> and uh, I, I'm a musician and I have friends and do all the things that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And also I have this really cool purpose in my life called the Encourage Project.
0: Uh. Beautiful. I just love you. you and love your story. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for everyone listening, I just wanted to kind of tell you a quick bit about Amy's design. So Amy is a 3-5 generator with emotional authority. So what it looks like for Amy to really come back home and live her strategy, it's really that responding of listening to your body about what does your body want to do in this moment with what's in front of you right now, what is a yes in your body and what is a no in your body. And that's really different than what we're taught because we're taught to think with our mind and to say, our mind says I should be answering these emails right now because of X, Y, and Z and these deadlines and these pressures and these expectations. But my body is saying, I want to go outside and call my friend and you know, or whatever. So, amy what was that like for you um integrating that strategy into your life and like really listening more to your what your body tells you in this present moment it it was a
2: two-fold process for me and i'm not gonna lie it was hard i Mm -hmm. mean i was my career in project and program management was i did really really big ass initiatives for some very notable companies and i was that 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 professional that when companies had a really big problem to solve and they didn't know how to do it, they would call me. So I would go in and unwind stuff and and do all the things. And I had built a career and a reputation around um, people's expectations of what um, a problem solver was supposed to be. And I had outlined a path to be a C-level executive at a certain point in my life. And I was on that path and nothing was going to stop me. You know, my brain and my mind had full control over here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to do it and these are the things I'm gonna conquer and who cares how ugly and uncomfortable and uphill battle it felt, that's the way it was going to be. So unwinding that conditioning was very difficult for me in the beginning. So the other part of it was trust. Uh, for me, when I when I started down the human design path, I had to make a decision about whether I was going to trust the process. You, know, you guys talked at the beginning about giving your, your strategy a little bit of time Mine was all in. I'm like, I'm giving all in for a certain amount of time. And then after that amount of time, if nothing happens, then there's no harm, no, no foul. All I did was invest some time and energy in learning something new. And when I when I went all in and I trusted the process, things became easier. I'm not they didn't become less scary. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> it's still scary to learn something new and evolve and grow but it did become so much easier when I started um, behaving and acting and, and leaning into and feeling the way I was designed to do.
0: Wow, yeah, so in your career where you're working in this corporate environment and you are so successful because you're so brilliant and you're good at doing all these things, um, did you ever feel in that space uh, like you there was something else, Calling you, um, like something of your own or something with your own purpose, or were you really just like in what you were doing, focused on that and busy um and not really thinking of that that other feeling, that purpose-driven feeling that you kind of hear that voice in the back of your head? Mm I it I didn't
2: know to label it purpose, to be honest, but there was what I would call a dissonance throughout a good portion of my career. And it's kind of funny. There's a word that has followed me my entire life. And that word is sunshine. And someone asked me, I, it, I interviewed with a, a, another um, podcast a couple of weeks ago. And, and he asked me, he goes, are you that annoying person who is always <laughs> <laughs> optimistic and encouraging and, and that kind of thing? I said, I don't know. You're going to have to ask the people around me, but prob- <laughs> probably so. <laughs> so- That's probably me. (laughs) And and that was a challenge in the corporate space. I mean, because the things I was doing, I mean, I was in mergers and acquisitions and I was working in international ventures. Those are not sunshiny, happy things. And I spent a lot of time trying to bring at least that part of myself to how I showed up at work. And it did create dissonance occasionally. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not the way you, you act in those kinds of environments. That's not the way you show up. But on the flip side, people embrace that and they may not want to, but people mm-hmm. loved working on my projects because that is how I showed up. But it is difficult to kind of live that dual life in that environment. You know, know that there's something else you're supposed to be doing and you can't bring it all to the current situation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because I think Living the true life of your own personal dreams versus living a life that makes sense and is good compared to what other people say. Um, It takes so much bravery, it takes so much trust and belief in yourself, and it takes so much curiosity. And I think that most people are not brave enough to get really curious because curiosity is all about the unknown and not knowing how things are going to work out, not knowing what's on the other side and not knowing the answer in the same way that we're so taught to believe like we really should always have the answer. And like the only thing that we do is something that we know it's going to work out and we know it's on the other side. So it's interesting to just kind of, uh, I think I see that so much in your work. And the things that you talk about really preaching that sense of like playfulness and curiosity and trusting yourself and believing in yourself and um, being brave in a way that's really powerful, and not authentic, you know, that vulnerability type of brave, bravery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and- and it's interesting because in your chart that you have so many gifts and gates that would support you in doing the career that you had, you know, you have so much consulting energy and so much energy about problem solving and overcoming, you know, challenges and moving things forward. And, um, but you also have so much energy about intimacy and close bonds and spirituality and, um, supporting people and really being authentic and, um, and sharing your observations with the world and sharing your realizations. And so when we have I say this all the time, but when we have something that we are using some of our gifts, we feel like, Oh, this, this is me. I can do this. This feels good. But over time it feels like something's missing. And that's because you're not being able to show up as your full self. So a lot of times we do get stuck in conditioning when we found something that lets us use some of, some of these gifts, but, um, and we think the conditioning tells us this is a good job. You're making money, keep going. Like everyone would be lucky to have a job that pays this much and you are happy there, but, are you really? And is there some part of you that you're leaving out that you're not honoring? Um, And that's where it takes that bravery and that courage that you guys are talking about to really tune in Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: have that awareness to kind of say, okay, am I going to honor my conditioning or am I going to honor myself? Sure, And you like just getting to witness you, you relentlessly honor yourself. And that is so inspiring and so, um, needed. We just need leaders in the world that are so authentic. And so, um, I, I, what's the word like, so honoring of self. And so I just really want to commend you, but Thank the you. Encourage project and the things that you're creating now really do allow you to use all of these gifts that you have and sharing your observations and your realizations and all the things. So we've dove really deep into your chart through our time together. And it's so freaking cool. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> cool. so I wanted you. to ask for you, has it felt like an overwhelm of information or has it felt like... Um, tools that you've been able to experiment with and really try to apply in your day-to-day life? I, I think
2: it's been both. I think in the beginning, it was overwhelming for a couple of reasons. One was, you know, conditioning taught me, you're really good at this. So if you're really good at this, fill in the blank, that's what you need to be doing. And that's not, that's not true i know there are people listening who've been told you're really good at this you should do that that's not necessarily true and it, it was overwhelming to hear that i'm like well gosh if i'm not that what am i you know the whole identity crisis that comes along with if i'm if i'm if that may be not what i'm supposed to do what do i do and who am i and and those kinds of things so that was a little overwhelming and at the same time what i learned very quickly is that Curiosity generates courage. You know, you think about, well, I need to be brave to take this on. No, you don't. You take one step and you get curious about one thing. And then as you learn one thing, you go, oh, well, okay, I kind of get that. So now I can take another step. And that's how I got comfortable along the way and built trust with myself and trust with the process. And the overwhelm started to dissipate. Um, I, I know that um, I've told you guys this before, but our very first session together, I cried the whole time. I'm like, what? I have that gift? That's me? Are you serious? I didn't know it was that cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole discovery process, while it, it felt overwhelming at first uh, to, to undo so many things, it also felt very liberating to know that if I just got curious, with each step in curiosity, I was building courage. And um, I I would encourage anyone listening to to flip their thinking on that. You don't have to have it all figured out to jump, you jump and you
0: kind of figure out how to fly on the way down. Yes, ah, beautiful. And I totally agree. And it's interesting, the whole idea of really following your dreams, like going for it in this lifetime um the bravery side of it it really is like you don't have to be completely fearless and be like i know everything's gonna work out it's just like can you be brave in this one moment and show up for yourself with this first step and then the next step and know and trust and believe that if you're doing this in a way that's authentic for you you will be supported it will work out it might not be what you thought it was going to be but it will it will move. And like with Shayna and I starting Day Luna. Um, we just were so sure that this was what was right for us, that we took those little tiny baby steps one at a time. And we told the universe, like, you better catch me because I am jumping off a cliff. And in the (laughs) beginning, we really thought that it was like, eventually, you know, in two months or three months, or we'll, we'll get to a place where we don't ever have to feel that feeling again. We'll just be there and we made it. And now it's been like about a year and a half that we've been in business. And literally every single time we jump off a cliff and we feel like, okay, the universe caught us here's the next cliff. Here's the next jump. And it goes on forever (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's bigger jumps and bigger jumps. And it brings us to more beautiful places. And it brings us deeper into knowing who we are and trusting ourselves and feeling more and more fulfilled. And like, we're really living the purpose that we feel we're here to share with the world, the medicine we're here to share with the world. So Mm -hmm. I love that. So going back to kind of your your experience working in a corporate environment and working on project management and being this go-to person who problem solves and analyzes and fixes all of these things for people. Um, and you've used kind of some of the powerful tools that you found or created or cultivated in that, in that career to create this new thing and to help people in a new way. So can you talk about mm-hmm. kind of the inspiration from that, those tools that you cultivated into what you're creating now?
2: Yes, yes. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I learned is that as I got really good at at leading and managing projects for others, it dawned on me that, that why not use those same tools for the things that happen in everyday life? You know, none of us, to my knowledge, are taught how to, how to really tackle projects as, as we grow and are nurtured by our family units and our parents and our environment. You know, no one teaches us how to buy a house. No one teaches us how to lose weight. No one teaches us, you know, how to start a business or how to start a podcast, right? We're, we're just told, go, go find a dream and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with what? <laughs> what do I do with that? I have a dream. And I got nothing else. <laughs> so, so true. So I, I decided that there, there was a need. There was a, a need for people to use tools that companies use all the time to achieve the things they want to achieve. And for me, it became even more important because, you know, I mentioned earlier, I discovered my life's purpose at the age of 19. You know, uh, I was 19 years old and 11 days before my 20th birthday, my brother committed suicide. And I decided that every day for the rest of my life, I would edify three people sincerely, wholeheartedly, and joyfully. And now it's been more than 11,700 some odd days, every single day I have done that. And, And what I have learned is that people need two things to be successful. They need encouragement and they need a plan. And that encouragement can come from the inside, it can come from the outside, it can come from any number of places, and they need a plan. And everything else can be found and supported and and outsourced, if you will, or asked from from friends and family. And the Encourage project is about providing encouragement and and insight and also the tools. So in the last few episodes, we've been talking about setting vision. So often people are, their visions are squashed by either their conditioning or their environment or what have you. And it takes practice to have vision and dreams. And then how do you decompose that into actionable steps? And then how do you find support for yourself? And how do you do research to achieve what you want to achieve? And how do you measure success? And, and how do you keep going? And those are the kinds of things that project management can teach us. So combining some encouragement and some tools I'm hoping to really empower and ignite a bunch of people to go out and do some
0: cool shit. That Mm. is so badass. (laughs) Love that. Um, I've heard someone say once about manifesting something into reality, not just law of attraction, but actually like creating something that is a dream into a physical representation. And when you think about creation, you know, as far as creating a human, you need both a male sperm and a female egg, right? So they were saying when you're creating something in your life, you need both the action and you also need the right vibration of believing in yourself and having the, the right um, mindset and emotional feeling to be able to support it. And so I think a lot of times people get hung up because they have one or the other. So they're really focused on their mindset because they're manifesting in the life of their dreams. And they're like, I feel what I want, but then they don't take action and it doesn't work or vice versa. They have all of these action plans, but they really haven't gotten clear about, do I believe in this? Do I love myself? Do I know this is right for me? Do I feel encouraged to do this thing? So really, I think it's so beautiful. It's like bringing, it's so, like you the way that you just said that is so simplified to something that is so complex and like people, you know, have no answer to. So I really love that you've come up with that. And um, I was, one of the questions I was going to ask you actually is like, for people listening, how do they find their vision? Um, but as you were talking, I was kind of thinking to myself, I think that people know their vision. It's just, do you believe in it? And are you giving yourself credit for it? And are, you know, has it, have you just already shot yourself down before you're even willing to think about it or listen to yourself? Do you think that's true?
2: Yes, I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think mm-hmm. I talk with lots of people when I ask them, so tell me about your project. Tell me what you what you envision. Yeah. So often people say, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. Or, oh, you'll think this is stupid. Or, you know, it, it, they 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 poo poo it before it ever comes out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge proponent of radical responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you are the only person who can own your vision. No yeah. one can own it for you someone can help you clarify it someone can ask you questions so that that it becomes more crystallized in your mind but you own it and you need to take radical responsibility for it you know radical responsibility to to protect your mindset to protect your heart space to protect your your own encouragement Mm -hmm. and radical responsibility for taking action Mm -hmm. and oftentimes we think that everyone else has a say and everyone else has control of our time and our resources and all that well sorry i call bullshit. At some point you take radical responsibility. And when you know that that's the case, it becomes very peaceful becomes very peaceful and you may not have all the details of your vision. And I think sometimes, you know, we talked earlier about just jumping off the cliff. I think people also sometimes think that their vision needs to be perfectly defined before they take action. No, I mean, the encourage project project is a great example. It was a dream people in February. It's all it was was a dream. (laughs) I didn't even know. I didn't even listen to podcasts in February. So it's like start somewhere, start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, curiosity, like I said, gives courage and Mm -hmm. um,
1: radical responsibility is where it starts. But yeah, don't talk Mm -hmm. yourself out of it. No, no. It's so interesting because in my time um, working in corporate and working with all these, you know, massively successful people and seeing them in meetings and collaborating together and creating something new together, um, I would witness them in meetings together, and nobody knew what the F they were doing. Literally <laughs> <Nope>. nobody. <laughs> yep. And they're I'm talking like famous, successful, like, really rich, multiple companies, CEO people. And literally, they'd get together and be like, you know, I'm thinking that it'd be great if we could collaborate in this way and create something. And then another person would be like, well, I don't know anything about that. And another person would be like me neither. Like, let's research about it. And see if that's something we can do. And let's see if we can find somebody who knows something about this. And literally nobody in the room knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they were all trying to impress each other, just like everybody does. They were all trying to use their skills, even though they didn't know how their skills applied. They didn't know how to create the thing they were envisioning. And it really like dawned on me at that moment, Anybody can do this shit. Like Mm -hmm. literally anybody. I can do this. Anybody can do this because (laughs) nobody knows what they're doing. They're just doing it. And that's really the thing. And so then I kind of of planted the seed of, okay, well, what do I want to do? And if I want to do something, literally nobody knows more than I do about what I want to do. So let me just start. Let me just do something. And that is, I think the common misconception is that all these people that have businesses or that, you know, even just somebody who opens a restaurant, I think there's a misconception that they know a lot about the restaurant business and that they are able to, you know, create a restaurant just so easily and that they know all their recipes and they know all the ins and outs of the food industry. And that is just not true. They just started. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can kind of break that down and realize that, you know, all these massive CEOs and successful people are literally just like you. And at the end of the day, they're just figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. Well, and and we only
2: see the final product. I think that's what people forget. You only see the restaurant after it's open, and they sit you down and put a menu in front of you, to your point. You didn't see the six months they were looking for a space and arguing over which chairs to put in the dining room and burning several recipes before they decided on the one that was actually go on the menu. Right. We, we don't ever see all the stuff that goes in. We see the final product and we compare our beginning process with their final product. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's no comparison. It's no comparison. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Don't compare your beginning with someone else's final product. That's for
1: sure. And I wanted to ask you because it's, uh, theme in your your podcast, this idea of a human project. Mm. And so can you tell us a little bit about what a human project is? Sure. Human projects are
2: the things we tackle in life that make life fulfilling. They they are part of the human condition. You know, I believe that every single one of us, and it's so beautifully supported in human design, but every single one of us is on this earth for a purpose, whether you know what that is or not, and it's okay if you don't even know, it's okay if you don't know, but know that you are here for a purpose. And that purpose is comprised of projects throughout your lifetime, whether that's learning something or contributing something to society or building something or, or helping others, all of those projects, that we come across in life that we're expected to know how to do and we don't always know how to do, um, that they, they can be managed as projects. They're they're the projects that contribute to the human condition. So I call them human projects and people think, are you experimenting on humans? No, no, no. <laughs>
0: life is the experiment.
2: We do the projects. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I really like, I was listening to one of your first episodes and it was like, let me be clear. You are not a project as a Absolutely. human. You have, human projects. And I think that that's something that has really helped us, Shayna and I, in us starting Dayluna is I've always felt that um, Dayluna is not me, right? It's, it's a project. And I can put love into that project. I can critique it. I can tweak things. I can add things. I can take things away. But the success of Dayluna is not my worth as an individual or as it a is. human being, even yes. though... What i'm doing with this project is extremely important to me it's helping me live out my purpose i love it and believe in it um and having to me this this idea of like this is a project that you're working on so even if it's something like losing weight obviously it's your body so we have this tendency to really want to say like, I am this project of me losing weight. But if you can kind of see it as a project that you can apply things to, and you can look at it objectively, and you can be discerning about it without tearing down your own self-esteem, without Mm -hmm. tearing down your own self-worth. I think that that is super, super helpful because it takes away some of the fear of doing something. Because a lot of the time I feel like people don't want to do something because they're just afraid. Like, what if I fail? Then I... Am going to be a failure and it's like well if the project did fail the project would be a failure you wouldn't be a failure but if it succeeds then that's amazing like you're able to use this project to give some of your gifts so really seeing the projects that we do even if it's something really personal as kind of like a tool to be able to use your medicine and to give your medicine to the world instead of it being so wrapped up in your own self-worth or your own self-identity you absolutely nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Project management creates
2: objectivity. Yeah, it, it takes our, it separates us from the thing. Mm-hmm. It separates our emotion, our identity, our worth from the things we want to achieve. and it And it really does make it easier to kind of take the thing it is that we want to achieve and set it out in front of us and go, huh, well maybe i need to add more budget to this project maybe i need to invest more time maybe i need collaborators or i need other people to help me versus oh what's wrong with me why can't i do it you know why am i such a failure and the beautiful thing for me in having established that objectivity is i i don't ever use the word failure anymore failure is not in the vocabulary for me Projects or projectizing, if you will, the big ass things that I want to do allows me to learn. So if if things don't go the way I expected, the old me would have been like, "Oh, I'm such a failure. This is a failure." Well, that's bullshit. You know, as long as I'm learning something and I have gained insight and I've gained experience and wisdom to apply in the future, it, there's never a failure, and that is so freeing to me. And people might be rolling their eyes, going, "That's such cop out." That's fine. They they can believe that. But it really does create that opportunity to live in a space where I am separated from what I do and also I have infinite opportunity to learn.
0: I love that. And I also wanted to ask you, we come across a lot of people, well, we come across a lot of young people who are wanting to learn about human design, you know, in their twenties, but honestly I feel like it's maybe a a little too early sometimes for it to be helpful for them um and then we come across older people who are like i wish i learned this when i was 20 and it's like well i just met with a 20 year old yesterday and all the stuff went in through one year not the other so actually you're learning it In the exact right time that you are meant to. And I'm not saying that if you're 20, human design is not helpful. Obviously, it depends on where you are and if it's right for you at this moment in time. I'm just saying that we come across a lot of people that say, I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I would have followed my dreams when I was younger. I wish I would have done something different 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And really, I mean, it's kind of hypocritical for me to be even talking about this because I'm only 30. But I really see that, like, you're a human for this whole life and you're capable of learning and growing new things and starting something new at any given moment. And there's a lot of conditioning against that idea. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of conditioning that tells us we have to find our career by the time we're 30. Otherwise, we're not successful and we're never going to find our thing. And I just see that as like so, so, so not true. Um, so what do you, how do you feel about that? What do you say to people that feel like it's too late for them to start something new or to learn something new? I would say that's bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, I would, let's just be honest. I'm 52 years old and I, I've taken a, a 30 year career and chucked it, so to speak, to try something new. I'm not saying you need to do that. I'm not saying you need to dismantle your life at a certain age. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is I agree with you that, everything that's happened in your life to this moment has prepared you for this moment. You know, sure, might my life have been different if I had investigated and and done research into human design 10 years ago, maybe. But does me thinking about that change anything? No. Why spend cycles on something that doesn't change? Mm -hmm. What I have done is I have decided that everything that I learned now, I've been prepared to learn and embrace. I might not have appreciated it 10, minute, ten years ago. I yeah. might not have acted upon it 10 years ago. So I don't. I, I personally don't waste cycles on the what if and should have, could have, would have. Mm-hmm. I embrace with so much gratitude, the opportunity to be exposed to it now mm-hmm. when I have the resources and the wisdom and the, 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 the gall to actually take courageous steps towards something different. And I would encourage anyone, no matter what age you are, You know, everything up until this day has prepared you to embrace what's coming and embrace it and it's okay. And the day you die is the day you stop learning as far as I'm
0: concerned. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. And it's my personal spiritual belief that we literally have an absolutely perfect path. Every twist and turn, every up and down, every single tragedy that happened to us was in another way, a beautiful gift everything that we've ever thought within ourselves that was something that was holding us back is actually our greatest power. And it's really just like, can you see it in that lens? And you know, I mean, I love meeting people like you, Amy, that have this past where they learn something in a different way or a different field, and then they're able to use it and make it their own in a new way. And it's like, Thank goodness that you had this path where you learned these things that now you're able to bring in this new way to an area that doesn't have, you know, for people on this, you know, human project journey of wanting to do these more uh, personal things in their life. We don't have people who are guiding us about how to find success in that in such a um, practical way. So it's so beautiful that you've had exactly the path that you've had and exactly the time you passed, you can show up and help people the way you are right now. So I love that. And I also wanted to talk about real quickly, um, we talk about a lot in human design that when you're doing something that's in alignment for you, it feels easy. And when something's out of alignment for you, that's when you feel resistance. And that is true. But I also wanna say that um, when you are committing to your dreams and going for it, it takes a lot of commitment and dedication and Mm -hmm. intention. And I don't want to say effort because effort I feel like is too strong of a word, but like dedication and Mm -hmm. commitment and really showing up and consistently being there. So I saw this like little cartoon of someone pushing a square block up a hill and it was like out of alignment And then someone pushing a round, giant heavy thing up a hill and it's like alignment. So they're still like working. They're still pushing it. They're still showing up. They're still putting in that effort or intention. Um, But there is something about it that feels easier. There is something about it that feels more right. Um, But it's not like it's just happening for you. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you how you feel about that kind of idea of like something being in alignment for you. And how is it supposed to feel when something is in alignment for you, but you're still showing up every day and working on it? It feels very much
2: like the the picture that you described, actually, it does. And what I have learned is I have learned patience and compassion for myself. So in those moments when I know I am sitting in my strategy, I know I'm doing what feels aligned to me, even when it feels like a struggle, you know, people are naysaying toward me or um i'm frustrated because i can't do it fast enough or or what have you whatever normal things come up um i've learned to be able to sit in that and go okay all right it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be effortless all the time but it still remains easy if that makes any sense you know there's a difference between effort and hard work uh, i was talking with someone recently about relationships and and he says to me oh relationships take hard work and i'm like no they don't they take effort when it's hard work the mind has decided that something is dissonant and it's not aligned and it needs to be addressed and i feel very much that way about living toward a human design and pursuing the things that i know i'm meant to do in this lifetime when i pursue them in alignment yes it requires effort it requires some hustle it requires some get up and do some stuff because that's what I want to do. And that's what we'll, that's what will make this thing sing the way it's intended to sing. Um, but it should not feel to me like hard labor, hard work. Um, and when it does, you know, last week I told you guys before we started, I had some things come up personally that just made everything seem hard last week. And so I took some things off my plate mm-hmm. and I was like, let's remove the stuff that's making it feel hard and get to the, the core of what needs to be done And and do that for a few days and it works beautifully it works beautifully when you trust the process it's not always perfect and it's not always rainbows and unicorns but doing the aligned action and taking um you know we said before courageous curiosity actually makes things seem um a lot less uh filled with effort you know um i absolutely Mm -hmm. believe that i absolutely believe
1: it beautiful Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting because I think in the spiritual community or even in the human design community, we have a lot of conditioning around effort and and work and that it shouldn't feel like effort or work. But I do think, you know, we can all agree that it takes effort to use your strategy and authority every day. It takes Mm -hmm. effort to listen to your body, to really check in and really listen and then follow what your body's telling you. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of, see that and say, yes, I can achieve anything I want. And it doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to mean I stay up every night till midnight. It doesn't mean that I have to work on it every single day, physically creating that, that thing that I'm doing. That shit can happen overnight. Plenty Mm -hmm. of people have overnight success. It's not about the physical actions and the consistency in your physical actions. It's about the consistency and the effort in your awareness Mm -hmm. and in conscious effort
0: yeah conscious effort yeah yeah I agree yes beautiful and um in human design terms of course we have our specific ways of saying that same thing that you just said about uh being easy on yourself and when it just feels like everything in your body is saying I don't have this in me right now to work on this listen your body Mm -hmm. is guiding you can you trust your body so um, you know, looking at your chart, Amy, you have an an open, completely open ego center, and Shane and I also have an undefined ego center. And I really see all of us kind of being testing our, our our feet in the waters of this new paradigm conscious entrepreneurship, where you are doing something that you believe in, and you may or may not be making a really good living doing it, and you feel like you're living your purpose and you are dedicated to it and committed to the energy of it because you believe in it so deeply and it's your dream that you're creating. And there's gonna be days where you have zero motivation to work on it if you have this undefined ego center. And we are so taught to believe that that's an oh shit moment. Like if you wake up and you don't wanna work on your project, mm-hmm. we're taught to go like, oh shit, did I make take a wrong turn? Am I doing the wrong thing? Like what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Like that is how you are designed to flow. Um, yes, you're designed to do this thing and to give, you know, this medicine out to the world, but it doesn't have to be consistent in the way that we're taught. And the thing that's consistent about it is, you know, that this is right for you. And, um, you know, that's inner knowing that this is something that you're here to do. And that feeling never really goes away. We just question it because we think, well, if I don't have the physical energy to work on this, this day, then what does that mean for me? So I love that. I love hearing like your reflections back and the things that you've really come to that you're helping your clients with. Um, And so that kind of brings me to we, Shane and I just like love everything you say. We think you're so funny. And we love (laughs) the terms that you come up with that you use Uh with your clients and with your community. And so our favorite terms that you use, you have these terms about your, the ahas, the oh no's in the yippies. And so I was wondering if you can demystify what those terms mean (laughs) for you for us. (laughs) I
2: love these. The (laughs) ahas, oh noes, and yippies. Um, When I used to close project management meetings years ago, I would close them by saying, does anybody have any ahas, oh noes, or yippies? And the ahas are, what did you learn? What insights do you have? What can you share? The oh nos are what questions do you have, or what problems do we need to talk about that we haven't discussed? What what risks do we need to take a look at? And the yippies, which are my favorite, are what can we celebrate? You know, so often we think that celebration has to be saved to the end, and I am a huge proponent of celebrating progress. You know, Um, and I do it myself all the time. I'm like, hey. I actually sat through that decision and let it get to neutral before I made a decision. Woo, yippee. <laughs> so, or hey, I put on pants today. That's a yippee too, right? I mean, come on. You know, and they have a zipper, right? So it's like, yippee. And, and that celebration is actually oftentimes what creates momentum. So yeah, yeah, Ahazo knows in yippees. I end every podcast with that, every meeting with a client. I just think it's it's magic.
0: I love that I agree. so much. And Thank honestly, you. being able to look at those three three different things, um, I see that as being able to look at your project objectively. You know, if there's an oh no yes. there, it's not an oh no within me. It's an oh no in this project. I have a question. Something's not right. Something's not working. Being able to look at that. But honestly, the one that I literally felt like I was going to start crying when you talked about the yippies, because I think that that is so encouraging and so needed. And I'm so grateful that you're someone who is, bringing this energy to the world, because I think there's always this feeling within us that we're never good enough. And it's part of our conditioning to believe that. And, you know, different people struggle with it in different ways in different areas of their life. But I think that's something that everyone can agree upon. Like, I'll be proud of myself when Mm -hmm. I finish this. And then you get there and it doesn't ever really feel like a finish line. Like it always feels like there's the next thing that you have to do that until you're proud of yourself. And then there's the next thing that you have to do in this other way before you can celebrate yourself and feel like you've made some progress. And like, Mm -hmm. there's always like this, uh, top of the mountain that we're looking for and then you get there and it's actually a false summit. And then there's a higher top of the mountain. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes after you've been going for a while, you forget to really celebrate yourself and to take that time to say, like, I'm not there yet because there's no there. There's no finish line. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really like, can you celebrate the journey? So that is something that I want to, like, I'm so inspired hearing you talk about it. I want to start incorporating that into our life and being able to celebrate it. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and you know, you're right.
2: People think that when I get there, whatever there is, now, I, I will say this is not the same thing as everybody gets trophy, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Yippies are not the same thing as everybody gets trophy. The, the Yippies are, are, the, are the conscious acknowledgement of growth and progress.
0: Yeah. You know?
2: And I think that's something to celebrate every single day. So,
0: yes. yeah. Yes. So true. That made literally, I felt like I was going to cry just hearing you talk about that. <laughs> uh, I needed to hear that today. So. So Amy, how can people connect with you, with your podcast? Like, can they follow you? I know that you have one-on-one consulting that you're also doing that's related Mm -hmm. to the Human Project project. projects. You can find The Encourage
2: Project on iTunes and Spotify and all the major podcast platforms. We're coming to iHeartRadio soon. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore encourage underscore projects and on Facebook. And I would would love it if you want to work one-on-one with me. I love working with people. I absolutely love it. And um, I do a lot of one-on-one work. I do groups and corporate work, obviously, but my favorite is the one-on-one consulting. And uh, you can reach me at hello at The Encourage project.com.
0: Beautiful. I love it so much. And, um, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I w- feel like I want to ask you if you could share with us one of your yippies that you've experienced lately with, with the things that you've been creating. Um, Oh, wow. It's a little
2: embarrassing. Cause I'm not good at it. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at celebrating myself. So, uh, what I will say is, I am very proud of continuing to sit in my strategy. I will tell you, anyone who's doing it, you Mm -hmm. know, challenged to to do it for a week or two weeks Mm -hmm. coming up, Mm -hmm. it's going to get uncomfortable. It just will. Mm -hmm. Because it's so different than what most of us are conditioned to do. And uh, recently, I've been really, really challenged, frankly, in sticking to my strategy and making some pretty hefty decisions. And Mm -hmm. I have to celebrate the fact that, when I do that, and when I when I wait to respond, which is what I'm meant to do as a generator, um, you know, uh, it has not failed me. Mm. I have felt confident and comfortable and at peace in the decisions I've made. And so for me, that's that's a big yippee. So
0: yeah, us mm. too. Yes. You see me. My little cheeks are turning red right now. We're, I'm <laughs> saying us too. In that we give you a yippee for that. Like we celebrate yeah. you for that. Honestly, you are someone who. We've just had really a lot of fun being able to witness you um, do your thing. Like you are so brilliant. You understand things in such a um, really grounded and practical way and you show up. You show up for yourself and you do the work. And like seeing you do that and get it and integrate it, um, we have just loved it because we're not generators. So we have a completely different strategy. So watching a generator just thrive and go and seeing you use all your gifts, the things that you're creating, us getting to listen to your podcast and getting to be on her podcast. Um, If you guys haven't listened to it, we we did an episode on the Encourage Project, so you guys can check that out too. Um, But it's just been so fun for us, and we're so grateful. I am so
2: I am so grateful for you it, and and I've told you this in private. um but I, I would not be where I am if it weren't for you guys and our friendship and the space that you hold for me to grow and learn and be the best that you all encourage me to be. it wouldn't i I just wouldn't. and uh, it, it makes me I get choked up talking about it, but it makes me so grateful. and i mm-hmm. I just adore you both so much. So thank you. Thank you. thank Yes,
0: you. us too. And, uh, you know, we feel like a big part of our job is to encourage people. And um, it's nice, even though that's your job to give to other people, sometimes it's really nice to have a friend who's giving that medicine back to you. Yes. So thank I you. think that maybe we're kind of like a mirror for each other. Uh, we're encouraging you and you're encouraging us. And we're, you know, that's such a beautiful symbiotic relationships. So Amy, thank you for coming on today. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and your insight with us and your beautiful sunshine personality. (laughs) We love it. We uh, we think it's the best. Um, and for anyone who is wanting to connect with Amy, you guys can check out her podcast, The Encourage Project. If you're wanting to do one-on-one consulting, like she said, you can email her hello at The Encourage Project. And for anyone listening, if you're wanting to book a reading and find out more about your human design, you can go to our website, daylunolife.com. That's where you can book a reading with Shana and I so that you can go deeper into what the things you're here to share with the world and what your purpose is. And how you can actually apply your strategy to your life in real life so that you start to see changes happening instead of just taking in information and feeling like you're kind of in that place of being stuck. So anyone who's listening, you can book a reading with us there. Um, And also this is the first time we're recording a podcast after doing our PHS retreat day course last week. And we wanted to tell everyone who joined in with us that we love you guys. And it was so much fun, and it was so expansive and new for us to teach a course like that. And we really appreciate your guys' support. We loved seeing the pictures of you guys doing the course online um, and celebrating with us in this information that's so transformational with PHS. And now that we've done that course, um, we are going to turn it into a video course that you can purchase on our website and watch it anytime. That'll be coming out you know, by the next month or so, hopefully. Um, And we're going to start talking about PHS a little bit more on Instagram and things like that. Um, Now that everyone who's been following us has been having awareness of their strategy and authority for some time now. So reach out. And if you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram and I hope you guys are having a beautiful, beautiful day.